You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So I'm kicking off a series uh, today that I think is going to be very beneficial uh, for our growth in Christ. Um, let, me ask, let me start out with a question. Have you ever done something in your life that makes you maybe pause and, and you say something like, uh, uh, I, I shouldn't have done that, or I, I need to grow up? You ever say something, I need to grow up. Why did I do that? Or uh, maybe you say, I, I, can't, I can't keep making these choices in life. I know better than this. Or at least I should know better than this. I need to grow up. Um, maybe you have a friend or, or you have a family member, and, and you say to him, you need to grow up already. You shouldn't be making these decisions. You shouldn't be making these choices. Uh, look at what your decisions are doing to your life and really what you're saying is you need to mature. You need to mature. You need to, you need to grow up. Um, and that's what our series is about. It's, it's, we're going to be going through a, a path to maturity. And maturity is defined like this. It's when we develop fully. It's when we fully develop in life. Or it could be called a perfect condition, Right? We have this maturity of judgment that we begin to judge things. We begin to discern uh, the things that are going on in life uh, a lot differently than when we were kids. And, and isn't that something that we want for our, for our children or our grandchildren or, or, or even our friends uh, that we care about? Don't we want them to mature? Don't we want them to grow up and make choices that are going to be responsible choices? There are going to be choices that are, are, are healthy choices in their life. And, uh, and, and God wants this to, to, to happen in our life. In fact, uh, when, when we want our children to grow or we want our friends to grow, that's something that God has placed in us because God wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. One of the things that God placed on our hearts uh, before the start of 2019 as a leadership, we came together and we talked about what are the, the, the series, the sermon series that we need to preach and, and how do we need to uh, orchestrate a plan for 2019. And so we kicked off the year with, with what? Do you remember what we kicked off the year? With prayer. You guys don't know, we went 21 days of prayer because we knew that we needed to seek the face of God before we made any decisions in, in, our, in our church. And so we sought the face of God for 21 days. And then we went into a relationship series, which I thought was very important, where we would uh, talk about something that's really stealing uh, marriages and, and something that's not, if it's not placed in, in marriages and not healthy, it can really drive people apart. So I talked about sexual intimacy for three weeks, and, uh, and the response has been amazing, uh, not only from people that are walking with God, but people that maybe don't even know Jesus. They, they, they heard things they had never heard before. In fact... I had lunch with a, with a young man, a 22-year-old, and he said, I've been in the church my whole life, and I've never heard what you spoke about um, this, this Sunday. 
I've never, my parents never talked about sex. They always said it was a bad thing. And, and, and what you said from the word of God changed my perspective of how I view intimacy. And so now we're going into this next series, which I think is vitally important. And it's, it's how, do we, how do we put people, uh, and, and this starts with us as well, how do we join together and, and go down a path to maturity? I don't know about you, but I want to be more mature in Christ at the end of 2019 than when I started. I want to be more grounded. I want to be more rooted in, in the things of God. And, and, and it's, it's vital that we do. In fact, Jesus teaches us this. And, and before I talk about what he says in Scripture, at, church, at, at LWC, our, our, um, our mission is to love God and love people, right? And that's pretty pretty easy to, to understand because Jesus said the greatest commandments that there are is to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So we're called to love God and love people. And when we do that, when we do that, or how we execute that, the strategy that we, that we use is worship is a hub. You see, you become like what you worship. Whatever you worship, you become like. And so when you worship God, you're going to become more like the Lord. You're going to become more like Christ. And we're supposed to be Christ-like. Amen? So that's the hub. That's the hub of what we do here at LWC is worship. But the spokes of that hub, how do we do that? The strategy is we connect, we grow, we serve, and we reach. And that never ends. It as, as the life of the church moves and progresses, we're always connecting to Christ. Because Jesus said, if you abide in me, he says, if you abide in me and I abide in me, you will bear much fruit. But because apart from me, you can do nothing. So he teaches us that, right? So we connect to Christ and we can do all things through Christ. And then we begin to grow in the things of God. And that's what we're talking about this week. And Jesus said this in, in, in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. He said this. He says to, his, to the apostles, he says, go and make Disciples. Let's just pause right there. To make a disciple, there's a process, right? It's not just receiving Jesus, you know, saying a prayer and you receive Christ. No, there's a process of becoming more like Christ in your whole lifetime. And he says, go and make disciples of all nations. I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So praise God at LWC in the last uh, probably 12 years, we've baptized about 480 people. Water baptism, baptism through immersion. I think that's really, really cool. It's a go Jesus uh, thing. And we believe we're going to baptize a lot more. So he says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Important. Of all nations. That includes Kearney. That includes um, uh, 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 Hayden and the, and the Copper Basin. It includes everybody around us. So we're, we're following what Jesus called us to do. And then he says, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. So making disciples is the process that God uses to mature us in Christ. And that's why, and this is important, this is important, that's why the truth that transforms campaign that starts today, our small group campaign, and we have over, over 150 people already signed up to be a part of a small group and to be connected to the truth that transforms. The reason that is so important to you is because truth is what changes your life. It's not a power encounter you have with the devil. It's not, I'm going to beat the devil up, I'm going to do this, can I tell you? It's not a power encounter, it's a truth encounter. 
The truth is, is Jesus is greater than the devil. And Jesus dwelling in us is greater than whatever he tries to do in our life. So if you're being pulled in different directions, you need the truth of Christ to direct you so that you can overcome the battle that you have. There's someone in here, you have such a battle in your mind. You might even get headaches because your mind never shuts down. You have anxiety. You have all these things. Truth will help you overcome. Truth that transforms will help you to overcome. It will grow you into maturity. And so we, this uh, next three weeks, we're going to be going down a path which will lead to maturity, right? A path with on-ramps, and, and that's what we're developing here at LWC, on-ramps which enable you to enter into the next step that you need. So there, there should always be a next step in your life with God. Amen? There should always be a next step. There should be something that you're going to go into. It's just like when you're driving, wherever, you know, wherever you're driving, there's always a, an on-ramp you get into because there's a destination you want to reach. I, gotta, I have to get off when I'm driving on 77 to Tucson. I usually have to get off on Tangerine Road to go to Walmart or to go to you know, In-N-Out or wherever I'm headed. I have a destination. But I get the protein burgers. Come on. Can you tell? And, and so there, there's this path to maturity that, that, that you, need, you need to know there's on-ramps. And so at LWC, we're developing on-ramps. Now, here's the deal. Some of you in here, you're not using the on-ramps. You come to church, and you say, you know what, I went, and it was good, it blessed me, but I don't need the on-ramps. Oh, yes, you do, because you're not growing. You're not growing in the things of God, and what happens is you're getting filled with all the things of the world, and you're acting the same as the people in the world when you should be acting like the people of God. You should be acting like those in Christ, but you can't, you can't your mouth, your mind, your heart, everything is shaped by the world because you're being conformed to the world instead of being transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ. That makes sense? So we can, we can only help you as much as you allow that. God doesn't force you. I love what Tim said about volunteering. Jesus volunteered to come and die on the cross. No one made him come. He said, I do it voluntarily. And so that's very, very important. So a path to maturity leads you out of a defeated life to a victorious life in Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it again. A path to maturity leads you out of a defeated life to a victorious life in Jesus Christ. And, and, and let me tell you, there's, there's someone in here, you've been living defeated because your life is all about you. Your life is all about you. And God wants to take you out of that, out of this defeated life and into the life that you can have in Christ. So we're going to start out this, this series by going to the book of Colossians. And we're going to look at a prayer that Paul prayed at the end of chapter 1. Now, Here's, here's a, a, a tease for you guys. We're going to go through the whole book of Colossians at the, at, in the early, early winter of 2019. We're going to go through the whole book of Colossians because it's so rich. Okay? So just remember that. But not, right now we're going to just look at a, at a prayer that, that Paul prays. And I'm gonna, I am going to pray now for the message, okay? Father, thank you for every person here. Lord God, give me the ability to speak in a way that is confident and powerful, in a way, Lord God, that glorifies you. I am a messenger, that's all I am, Lord God, of the greatest message known to man. And I pray that when I speak, Lord God, that you will be glorified 
and that your word will be my words and that your direction will be my direction. And so we pray for this in Jesus' name and everyone said amen. So Paul says this in in verse 9 and 10 and we're going to look up to 14. We're going to start out with verse 9 and 10. He says to to, to the church in Colossae, but he's talking to us as well. So from the day we heard about their faith, we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And that's a pregnant statement right there. He said, I, we, we, we pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, understanding his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you can walk in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. In other words, your actions change. fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. He's saying, I want you to increase in the knowledge of God, who God is. The more you know God, the more different your life will be. The more you know God, it doesn't matter if you face trials. It doesn't matter if you go through a difficult thing. You know that God is a good God. Doesn't matter what the world's going through. Doesn't matter what the world's saying. You know that he's a good God. So here's here's three... uh, um, Here's three spiritual uh, uh, maturity markers. The first one is this, okay? The first one is this. A path to maturity always starts with prayer. Always starts with prayer. You will never mature in your walk with God if you don't pray. I don't care what anyone says. I, I, I sat with our Berean class the other day. We talked about evangelism. That's what we're studying right now. So we have this, this college-level class that we teach we offer it at LWC. We have students that are going through that. They get a certificate. They get a certificate at the end of it where they're actually uh, 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 licensed ministers, okay? And in the class we're going through evangelism, I said to them, I said, what's the most difficult? Well, first of all, who have you brought to Christ lately? Who have you ushered through the threshold of faith? They thought about it. I said, okay, the most difficult person that you've tried to bring to, bring to, the, to faith do you pray for them daily? Be honest. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you pray for people daily? And that's between you and God, okay? A path to maturity always starts with prayer. Paul said, from the day that we heard of your faith, we have not ceased to pray for you. Can I tell you that my life changes when I pray? My, my surroundings change when I pray. I'm a pastor, can I tell you? And, and there's times that I get so busy that I say I'm praying. I'm not praying. In fact, the 21 days of prayer that we went through, intentional prayer, it was so life-changing for me. I did not have that peace. I, I, don't, know, I don't even know if I had ever experienced that peace. There was a real peace because we were actually experiencing the presence of God. Without prayer, you'll never you'll never witness the great things of God in your life because prayer is relational, prayer is intentional, and prayer is powerful. Prayer is relational because you spend time with God. You get to know God through prayer. The only way we get to know God is through prayer and through the word. Prayer is intentional because you have to make time for prayer. Here's the thing. We make time for everything else in our life, but prayer and reading the Bible is, are the things that, that we need the most, and those are the things that the devil will keep you from doing. Because if you're not praying, you're not being relational with God. Are you with me? 
If you're not praying, you're not being relational with God, so it has to be intentional. I don't care if you're an elder in here or a deacon or, 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 or who you are. Prayer comes with being intentional. And then the third thing is that prayer is powerful. It's powerful because you experience the ability of God through your prayer. You experience the power of God through your prayer. I was driving. I'll give you a prerequisite. I was driving to the Copper Basin about eight months ago, and I said, Lord, why are we coming here? Why are we coming? There's 15, 20 people, 25 people that we minister to. Why? That's a small group, Lord. It's a small group. We can have a small group over there. The Lord talking to him. Because part of talking to him, and when you mature, you get to listen to him. Do you know that? Part of having a relationship is not only do you talk, but you can listen. The Lord just impressed on my heart. Keep, keep on going. Keep on doing what you're doing. Right? A couple months after that, we're talking about a merger. Now eight months out of that, we've merged. I didn't even know that. I, I never imagined that was going to happen. A building, God had a building for us. God had a, not only a, a, a worship center, but he had a children's center. God had that. But if we would have never taken a step of faith, if we would have never prayed, then we don't even see that. We don't even, we don't even hear that. I was talking to a lady. We, Sean and I went and prayed for a wonderful woman of God that we love dearly, Patty Young. She's in the hospital right now. We went and prayed with her on, uh, a couple days ago. And as we prayed for her, she said, you know, she said, Pastor, let me tell you what God has done. She's such, a, she's such a precious woman of God. She said, let me tell you what God's done. I've been able, it's been such a different, it's been such a different bout this time because she's had two very difficult fights with some internal uh, stomach things and, 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 and she's been fighting one, maybe about eight months ago, a year ago, and now, and, and one of the things that she said is, I took a whole different approach. I'm talking to God, but not only am I talking to God, I'm hearing God. I'm going to ask you right now, are you, are you praying? Because if you're not praying, you're not going, you're not going to mature. And, and, and God, uh, um, uh, not only is prayer powerful for us as individuals, but hear me now. Prayer is powerful for the church. Our church won't reach our communities without prayer. We'll never reach our communities. We'll never reach the people that are, that are struggling. We will never be able to do. And here are some signs of a church that's, on, that's uh, on the path to maturity. Here's, here's some signs, and we find it from the word. Prayer is embraced by the church as a whole. Not just one person. Stand up, Tim, real quick. Just come right here. It's just not Tim that comes to pray. Look at everybody. This guy's a man. This is, he's an inter, intercessory prayer right here uh, person. But it's not about Tim praying. It's about all of us praying together. A church, a church that is... Uh, in, on a path to maturity, embraces prayer as the community, as corporate. A church that is intentional about growing in maturity understand that, understands that it takes more than one person. Paul started out this letter in verse 3, and he says, We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. Plural. 
Paul was saying, not only am I praying, but we, we are praying. The reason we did a 21-day of prayer campaign uh, is because we believe that nothing happens without prayer. And when we pray collectively and we join in corporate prayer, God takes notice. When we, when we allow the Lord to, to, to do this in us, God takes notice. During our 21 days of prayer, I had people share their, 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 their stories of what, God, what, what has happened during that time. Um, and one of the most beautiful things is, uh, you know, we prayed over the, the, the request on the, on the walls. We had a prayer wall, over 100 uh, different requests. And I know that God answered many of those prayers. I think, no, no, God answered every one of those prayers. Maybe not the way that people wanted them answered, but the way that he knew was the best. And in, in the copper basin, God answered every prayer. But I had people share what, what the Lord did in, in the prayer. And so I want uh, to show this video. And it's Ruth West. Now, before she, she shares her, her story, Ruth West is leading our um, Truth That Transforms campaign. She's a wonderful woman of God. In fact, she's going to be doing one of, our, uh, one of the messages in this maturity series. A, a, a wonderful, great Bible teacher is Ruth West. In fact, when we brought Mike on as the associate pastor, we brought him on because of Ruth. <laughs> Don't tell him that. He, he, he's, he's just a byproduct. <laughs> just like me. They didn't bring me on, you know, for me. They brought me for Shauna. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and cue this up real quick. Mornings for me are very hectic. And it doesn't help that I'm not a morning person at all. <laughs> But the moment that I wake up, I'm running, 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 doing this, that, preparing for the day, preparing the family for work and school. But the pause that I have made and, and the commitment of coming here for these days have just cemented that commitment and the peace of God. And knowing that although life gets hectic around us, we can always go to our Heavenly Father and that He hears us, He's waiting for us. His ear is bent towards us and He's waiting to hear our, our petition. He's waiting to hear our commitment to Him. So it has been revolutionary for me to separate the time and commit in the busyness and the hectic day to just give it to the Lord. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, we can give the Lord a hand for that. So, um, the most important hour, we've we really strategically said, what is the most important hour that we can have at Living Word Chapel? So, we, we are launching this, this uh, Tuesday, our 6 a.m. hour of prayer. And so every, every, uh, every Tuesday at 6 a.m., and you can, you can join us through, through, uh, through Zoom on the, on the Internet, um, through a conference app, or you can come to the, to the church. And, and we're going to be intentional about us coming together as a, as a community of, of believers to trust that God is going to move mightily. Amen. So not only is it that we take it on as a whole, but the, the second thing that's important about a church growing in maturity is that prayer in the church is continual. 
Prayer in the church is continual. A maturing church understands that our prayer life is never just one and done. How many of you prayed and then you don't pray until next year? Or until something bad really happens, right? And you say, I need to pray. God, help me, right? This is, what, this is what Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. He says, rejoice always, rejoice always, whatever you're going in. Some of us don't rejoice always. Most of us are really complaining a lot. Rejoice always, pray without what? Ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. This will change your life. This will mature you right here, right? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So you want to know the will of God? He wants for you to rejoice more than you're rejoicing already. He wants for you to pray without ceasing. He wants you to give thanks in every circumstance. There's always something to be thankful for no matter what we're going through. Right? And when you pray without ceasing, it's like an underground spring of water that continually brings life to everything it touches. Prayer continually brings supernatural life into everything it touches. The more that we pray continually, don't stop praying. It doesn't matter what the circumstance. God hears you, and he's going to move. The third thing about a a, a church that's growing in maturity is prayer in the church is always filled with concern. It's always filled with concern. You care about people. Paul goes on to write, he says, since you have been chosen by God who has given you this new kind of life, because you're new, and because of his deep love and concern for you, you should practice being tenderhearted, merciful, and kind to others. Don't worry about making a good impression on them, but be ready to suffer quietly and patiently. In other words, a church that's, that's, that's growing in maturity, you care, the, you care for the people that are walking in through the door and you care about the people that have never walked through the door of the church yet. You're concerned about people. You want them to get better. If we say we love God and we say we love people, it will be revealed by how we pray for all the people. If you're a Democrat in here, are you praying for Republicans? If you're a Republican here, you're praying for Democrats. If you're independent, pray for both, right? If you're, a, if you're an Arizona uh, Cardinal fan, can you pray for the Seahawks? Pray for your own team. Okay, second, second thing. Second, second, a path to maturity, a path to maturity is achievable when we continually strive to comprehend the will of God for our lives. We should continually try to comprehend the will of God for our lives. Paul prayed this. He said, I ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And God's will is revealed to us in his word. It's not in some hidden knowledge or something that's so difficult that only a few find it. And, and, and as, we, as we go through the, through the letter to the Colossians, the book of Colossians, that's exactly what Paul is refuting, is that there were some that were coming into the church saying there's this secret knowledge that you can have. And this is something that's very dangerous for people. God doesn't hide his will from people. He doesn't make it very difficult for us to know his will. It's right here. 
And if you never open up the word of God, if you're not reading the word of God, you will never know the will of God. And if you don't know the will of God, then you're going to be stumbling through life in the difficulties of the darkness of this world. And if you're going to the, in, in, the, in your own will and your own abilities, then you're going to be struggling, struggling, struggling. One of my heroes, Nicky Gumbel, he's become my hero. I love him. You know, I, I can't wait to meet him one of these days. Nikki Gumbo leads this ministry called Alpha, and we're going to launch Alpha. We're going to launch Alpha uh, this year sometime. Um, Nikki Gumbo said this, nearly always I start by reading the Bible. In other words, I start my day by reading the Bible as I believe it's more important that Jesus speaks to me than I speak to him. Because God has more important things to say to us than what we say to him. He knows we're going to pray for our families. He knows we're going to pray for our aches and pains. Lord, my back, it's really, really bad. He knows all that. But we need to hear exactly what he says. While prayer is vital to our walk in our maturity in Christ, internalizing the word of God is vital to being anchored in life. When you're going through the most difficult times in your life, the word of God has to be your anchor in whatever storm you're facing. Right? No matter what you're, this has got to be your anchor. The psalmist said this, Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord or the word of God and who meditates on his law day and night. The more that you internalize the word of God, the greater you will be to face whatever storm you're facing. And not only that, the more that you internalize the word of God, the greater your ability to discern his will and direction for your life. David Jeremiah said this. He said, the will of God and the wisdom of God are inseparably linked with saturation in the word of God. Godly wisdom is gained by studying his word. Spiritual understanding is how his children discern his will. And so a person who is grounded in God's word is a person who is rooted in Christ and will grow in Christ and you will mature in Christ. But if you're not in the word of God, I have to say this, beloved. We, last year we did 40 days in the New Testament. Remember that? And do you know that most people that, were, that went through that campaign, they said, I am learning more than I've ever learned in my whole life. Why? Because they were reading the word of God. And the word of God doesn't change, but the opinions of people change constantly. The word of God will anchor us and help us to discern his will. Here's the third one, okay? The third marker. A path to maturity will have visible markers of transformation. Have you noticed that when you're driving or you're walking down a path that you find these markers telling you where you're at and where you're going? Did you know that if you walk the Arizona Trail, if you go to uh, American Flag Road, go to Mount Lemmon, there's a, a road right, right away uh, that says American Flag. You, you turn right on that road where the old post office used to be, and there's a, there's a trail there, the Arizona Trail. 
you start walking down that trail, if you get to maybe two miles, there's a marker that says Mexico that way. True. Mexico that way. Utah that way. Well, the, the, the Arizona Trail goes from Mexico to, to uh, Canada. I don't know if you know that. So it's, it, it gives you a visible marker so that you can see where you're at and where you're going, right? In, in your walk with God, there are visible markers that, you, that God places in your life so that you can actually discern that you're maturing in Christ. For example, when I started walking with Jesus 25 years ago, my peace was at a, this level right here. Okay? The more that you walk with God, the more you see his faithfulness, your peace begins to increase no matter what you're going through. You know, your patience changes as you walk with God. Your patience changes. You know, when you first start walking with God, some of us are very impatient. But as you walk with God, you, you, you begin to not sweat the small stuff. That's a visible marker of maturity. Did you know that? Uh, when, when, you, when you start walking with God, and, and I still struggle with this. I'm, you know, I have my wife. You know, I have the Holy Spirit, and then I got Shauna. And so sometimes we talk too much, right? So my wife will tell me sometimes, you know, after I preach three services, babe, you get delusional. So don't talk. When I get to Kearney, after I finish preaching, she'll say, okay, don't talk anymore. That's a marker. That's, that, but I can actually zip the lip, right? Look, look, at, what, uh, look at what he writes in, in, in verse 11 and 12. He says, as he's praying, he says, Being strengthened with all power according to his glory at might, so that you may have great endurance. That's a marker right there. You may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Here's a marker for you. As you grab a hold of your new position in Christ, you will become stronger. You will have a strength that you didn't have before. As you grab a hold of your position in Christ, you will be stronger to face whatever problem you're facing because you understand that Christ is in you. And if the Father has qualified you, look at what the Word said. If the Father qualified you, who's going to disqualify you? So last night we, we had dinner, you know, and we invited a, one of our neighbor, uh, one of the young uh, high school kids, Shauna, and we, we invited him over and, and we had some family over. And we were having dinner, and in the, in the conversation, we were just talking about different things, and my, and my wife said something to, to one of the individuals there, and she said, uh, you need to not let your circumstance define you. That's a marker right there. That, just her statement. You know, so many people in here, your circumstances define you. What you've done in the past, you're defined by that. I'm nothing but a, or I'm nothing but this, I'm nothing, and the devil loves to play on that. Can I tell you, if the Father has qualified you, who's going to disqualify you? That's a sign of maturity. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how you've blown it. You are not defined by what you did. You're defined by what, by what Christ did for you. 
as you, as you walk in your new position in Christ, it matures you. And there's some people in here, and even right now you might be, or maybe today you've been struggling with your insecurities. You don't have to be insecure because you are a child of God. You just got to face those things that you're facing. You got to face them with truth and grace. And, and there's so much to that grace and truth. You know, sometimes there's grace people. Here's the grace people. And the grace people say, oh, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. No matter what you did. And there's the truth people, right? The truth people say, they'll tell you how it is. Hey, you really messed up. You shouldn't be doing that, right? Right? But the Bible says that Jesus Christ was filled with was full of grace and truth. And so what Jesus does in our lives is he gives you all the grace you need, but he doesn't let you off the hook. He says, now you need to deal with this. Filled with grace and truth. And so there's someone in here that you need to know this. God's going to fill you with grace. He's going to love on you. He's going to care for you. But the, the fact of the matter, for you to grow up in Christ, there are some changes that need to happen. And the changes start with your new identity in Christ. That makes sense? The last scripture I'm going to read. For he has rescued us from the domain of darkness, and he's brought us into the kingdom of the Son whom he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Here's another beautiful marker. That's a marker right there. When you realize that you've been rescued from the domain of darkness, you've been rescued from the rule and the lordship of the enemy of your soul, you don't have to navigate in the dark anymore because you've got the word of God and you've got this prayer relationship going on with God. The light has been turned on from the inside of our hearts and our souls outward. It's an inside light. It's an internal light that has been lit for us. When you realize that you've been brought uh, into the kingdom of the Son whom he loves and I'm in Christ and because the Father loves his Son, he loves me. It's a spiritual marker in your life and it matures you. And when you know that you can't earn God's love and you don't deserve his forgiveness, you begin to mature because you understand that this volunteer uh, work that Jesus did by coming to the earth and dying on the cross and, and doing that because he loved you so very much. He didn't come for, for, for that person that had it all together. He came for the people that didn't have it all together and the people that said, I need a Savior and a Lord. And he wants to come into your life and change you. And this lifelong process of maturity, he wants to walk with you down every step of the path. That's a savior that we have in Christ. But you cannot do it by rejecting what he wants to do. He does not force us to do it. And maybe you're here today and you, you, you have not realized the great plan that God has for you in Christ Jesus. I want to invite you to receive the love and the forgiveness of God in Jesus. And I want you to start down this discipleship path, this path to maturity as we pray this prayer. Okay? Everyone bow your head, if you will, please. 
just a simple prayer that you'll pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and your forgiveness, which is found in Jesus. I open up my life and my heart to you today. Lead me from this day forward as I choose to place my faith in Jesus Christ. Help me in the things I don't understand. And lead me out of the dark places in my life. I'm going to say that again. Lead me out of the dark places in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, I want everyone to keep their heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer today, and you're saying, Lord, today I am just taking this so seriously. I want to walk in step with you. Just raise your hand so that we can just let God acknowledge that. Yes, dear lady, praise God for that. Yes. Yeah, bro, I see that in the front. That's beautiful. And God has such a wonderful plan for you guys. I see your hand over there. That God has such a wonderful plan for your life. He wants you to mature. He wants you to grow in Christ. He's given you every tool you need, but you've got to you got to facilitate the tools. you got to let God uh, place that in your life. And there's someone in here, and you're resistant to the thing that God wants to do in you. And let me say this to you. God loves you so much, and don't let you resist. He'll let you resist. And you're going to be hitting a wall because you're trying to do things in your own strength. But God wants you to take his hand and say, why are you resisting, son? Why are you resisting, daughter? I've got a better plan that you, than you have for yourself. Quit resisting the plan of God. Quit hitting that brick wall. Quit walking in the thorns, in the sticker patch. Walk in that path that he's laid before you for his, for his glory and his name. Everyone look at me. Great things have happened this morning. Great things have happened because we serve a great God. Amen? And I believe we're more mature today than we were yesterday. And I believe that God has a great, thing, a great uh, path for our, our, our week He's going to do great things in our week and especially in these next three weeks. So let's just believe that if you are in a truth that transforms small group, I'm praying for you right now. I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God's going to use it to radically change your life. That changed Sean and I like you wouldn't even believe the, the material you're going to be studying. We're going to be better off. Amen? Let's stand up and worship our King. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.